what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Too. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot under Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I'm your ho- or standing host for this week, Nick Davey, and I'm delighted to be joined by a friend of the show, Stephen Jackson. Ah, oh, thank you for having me again, Nick. I'm, uh, thank you for getting in touch. I'm looking forward to being back and reviewing some uh, TNA Impact uh, Slammiversary. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, as am I. I mean, yeah, but sadly we haven't got um, Chris with us this week. It's his uh, lad's birthday, so we should let him off as it's his uh, yeah, son's <laughs> birthday. Uh, and we'll also let off Lance, who um, uh, understand picked up an injury wrestling over the weekend. Um, sadly, had a bit of a tooth injury, so uh, he's had to book himself into the dentist as an emergency. So, yeah, sadly, uh, yeah, both of them can't can't join us tonight, but we we make up with it in uh, sheer quality with uh, the return of Stephen. Uh, but how uh, have you been since we uh, since we last spoke, mate? Yeah, I've been really well. Um, you know, as I said off air, you know, I've uh, got a new job lined up next week, so a little bit of a break with all the sunshine we've got here in the UK at the moment. As I'm uh, talking to you. But yeah, I've been really well, you know, just uh, steadying away with the world coming back to normal with, you know, obviously COVID's out of the way. So I've had my 30th birthday since we last spoke. So went to a, a wrestling show down in Nottingham, what was really fun and, you know, just kind of getting on with things really more than anything, you know. And uh, just before, you know, we carry on, I just want to wish uh, Chris's son a happy birthday. And I want to, wish, well, I hope Lance's tooth's okay and he's all right, you know, so uh it's nice to be able to come in again and uh, speak to Nick in the interim. You know, I'm kind of there as the, you know, step-in person, you may say, you know, which was uh, which is a nice thing to do. But, yeah, all going really well for me, thank you. And uh, how about you, Nick? Are you okay as well? Yeah, no, all good, all good, mate. Uh, say similar to, uh, to yourself uh, in terms of birthday, celebrated my 28th birthday this weekend. Um, yeah, so uh, luckily I had some fantastic weather as you as you said as well so try not to jinx it too much with the weather because yeah <laughs> I, yeah it's uh yeah a very rare treat uh, to get some weather especially in sort of in the summer funny enough it's, it's always a rare treat so uh yeah though no, it's um yeah great so it was a yeah nice weekend in the sun but um yeah apart from that uh, not much else has changed really uh just uh yeah Still enjoying the wrestling, still enjoying, uh, still enjoying life, and as you say, it's good that we we are getting back to to normal, and we are able to continue going to wrestling shows and and whatnot. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, and wish you happy returns for you know last weekend as well when it was your birthday. You know, so I agree though. It's just great being able to get out there, and you know, people we've spoken to on, or I've spoken to like on social media, and you know, I'm able to see them in person, and just the night, you know, that whole thing of like, there's a few people I've got to know through work and things who you know. Are, wrestling fans and stuff and it's always nice being able to immediately like they say about you know those things where you can just start a conversation with someone you know if you see someone in a wrestling t-shirt or you know you ask yeah. about something it's just a immediate conversation and you just have that you know instant sort of connection don't you so it's great being able to do that in person again after you know everything with covid and things being locked down so so yeah it's uh no it's been great Fantastic, fantastic. And, um, yeah, well, um, we'll, we'll, um, start with the news then. Um, it brought to you by a pro wrestling world Facebook page. 
the best wrestling page on Facebook. Um, so yeah, there's been a, it's been quite a busy week actually in terms of the in, in the wrestling world. Um, I'll start off with a bit of a sad, well, a very sad note um, um, with a, the loss of a, a big figure of some certainly someone from my I'm sure both of our childhoods. Um, Tim White, former WWE official, sadly passed away um, over the well, I think it was yesterday. And and we've just seen yeah loads of tributes from from wrestlers all all over well all over the industry, um, over Twitter over social me- media passing their um, condolences on. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, very sad news that that they break out yesterday. And um, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Any have you got any Tim White memories? Yeah, it's um you know it's just want to send condolences out to his you know family and his friends and you know other fans of you know tim white um it was a shock you know i wouldn't have expected it, it kind of been away from the industry for a while i hadn't really heard about him so it was a shock to hear but i know um he was very well respected by a lot of the wrestlers for you know especially like a lot of the stuff we didn't see backstage and i remember watching the um the Andre the Giant documentary, what was done by HBO, um, and how close he was to um, Andre the Giant and things, and how they had a special friendship, you know. So I think in terms of sort of memories or things, you know, I would say probably, as with a lot of us, you know, sort of the Attitude Era was when obviously he was most prominent on screen, you know, when he was officiating, you know, matches and things. And, you know, just um, it had a, I think that's the other thing is that, like referees kind of are such an integral part of you know matches and he did kind of you know have a particular way of officiating and he did have a particular way of appearing on screen and you know sort of um if he did kind of take the you know as they call it now you know like the dusty bump and he went down and stuff it was always like you know uh he was always great at stuff like that so yeah, he will be sadly missed. And I know, like I said, he was very well respected and, you know, liked by his colleagues and his uh, and his friends and, you know, backstage. So, yeah, it's just, um, you know, it's a, sad, it's a sad piece of news that I wouldn't have expected to hear, you know, after everything. So, yeah, so I won't say any particular memories, but, you know, like watching him, you'd always notice him on screen. If you see what I mean, so like if you watch a DVD yeah. set or the network, you would notice Tim White instantly, which would always kind of be a great thing to see, a bit like, you know, over officials. But, um, but yeah, you know, send my condolences out to everybody and, you know, it's a, it's a sad loss, as you said. Yeah, I completely agree. I think referees, they are, we forget, I mean, as, as fans, they are so integral to the business. Um, I, I think, obviously, we know, we know the, we know with the sport, we know how dangerous it can be. And some refs are, uh, the referees are praised constantly for their work. If there is a legitimate injury that is picked up, um, how quick they need to be on the ball. I think we just think they're literally there just to, Almost part of like just the, to make up the make up the sort of the match and then just to tap a free count, but it's really a lot a, a lot more than that. They do need to be switched on. We've seen it well, not just with Tim White, I'm sure, but with many other officials even to this day. With uh, and all around, not just in WWE, I mean all around the world. Whether you're in WWE in front of a hundred thousand people at WrestleMania or down down your local community centre with twenty people watching, uh, uh, injuries can happen as we know at any point. So. I completely agree with you there about um, the officials being an integral part. And in terms of Tim White as well, one memory that really does stand out for me, I just will say, is that they, um, they had a cell match between Triple H and Chris Jericho. We, we know referee bumps, they are. Um, they, when they happen, they are a very good spot. But yeah, I mean, fair play to 
I mean, from Safwan for carrying on with the with the match as well. Yeah. Um, and it was a, obviously an actual legitimate shoulder injury, and I think he did try and return to a match in 2004, but just re-injured the shoulder actually doing the free count. So it forced a bit of an early retirement, which was a shame, but I think, again, just proves... Well, all about him, really. I mean, uh, just him all over his will to to, to sort of uh, try and continue with the, in the in the industry. Yeah, um, you know, he definitely had a a passion for the um, for the wrestling industry, and as you just mentioned, and you know, I think, like I said, when he um, and and like I said, until I watched the documentary about Andre the Giant, I had no idea that him and Andre were so close in terms of that. You know, like he was a very close friend of Andre the Giant and to get close to Andre the Giant as you know you'll hear many people talk about is a you know very um privileged thing in itself you know because Andre was very much a you know unique person in the whole um I mean outside even outside of wrestling the whole world you may say because of his you know size and uh you know stature so yeah I think he definitely gave his all in the wrestling industry and it is, it is a sad loss and you know um as you've said the tributes that have come out from everyone definitely do him justice in terms of what he actually um gave to the wrestling um you know industry as a whole so yeah like i said earlier on i wish my condolences or send my condolences sorry to you know his family and his uh and his friends and fellow fans you know because like i said we all watched him on tv and we all it was a shock to me. Um, so yeah, we're all shocked. But uh, yeah, he, uh, there's definitely a hole there, you know. But it'll not be forgotten, thanks to you know the uh, the various matches we remember him from and you know moments he gave us. Couldn't couldn't agree anymore. And yeah, we all, as I say, all of us here at BBG Wrestling uh, do certainly send our condolences out to his to his family and close friends. Um, and also as well, um, in, in uh, some other news with um, in WWE as well, um, Stephanie McMahon has been uh, named acting chairwoman of WWE. Uh, well, some investigations do take place into. Oh, we won't go into too much of the details, but um, well, I will say just it's nice to see Stephanie McMahon back in. Obviously, not under the best of circumstances with everything going on, but back um, obviously back in the industry after stepping away seemingly only a few weeks ago to to try and spend some time with her family. But um, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess nice to see her back in the within involved in the company. Yeah, um, I think it's a you know it's kind of interesting, but we'll we'll talk about it later. But I think uh, with uh, I won't kind of give any spoilers, but like there, there's a point where um, one of the figureheads of Slammiversary, sorry, Impact comes on the Slammiversary show, but it's great in a way for Stefan to be back in there, but also with a company like WWE to have a um, a female figurehead, in a sense, after obviously, you know, you've had Vince and you've had Vince Senior, you know, like stepping down in terms of he could have given the reins to, you know, uh, Nick Khan or, you know, even Triple H per se, but he gave it to his daughter, you know, Stephanie. So I think that's a great thing on, you know, that it's great that she's back in there and that she's, you know, leading the way during this current situation. And, you know, it's kind of a um, definitely... I mean, she's been there doing the role before she stepped away. So um, it's great to see her back in there. And, you know, I think we'll definitely, who knows what will happen with the situation. You know, we don't know what's going to happen with that. But it's great to see Stephanie back there and, you know, kind of a um, inspiration in a sense for other 
younger women who are interested in going into that side of business or anything to see someone, um, you know, in a business that large leading it into, you know, the rest of the year in a sense. If you, if you get what I mean, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's just kind of. Yeah, no, of course. Yeah. 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 Great to see a female figurehead leading a company as large as WWE. You know, I think it's a great thing in itself. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. And um, and staying with on the subject of, of well of females, um, Rhea Ripley. Um, sadly, some bad news of Rhea Ripley. Um, she will unfortunately has picked up an injury and will not be fit to compete at Money in the Bank. So um, subsequently, is out of the match that was planned to be for her versus Bianca Belair for the Raw Women's Championship. She has been replaced by Carmella, who won a number one contenders match on Raw this week. Um, but yeah, another injury it seems to be a bit of a. a well, each week on this podcast, we seem to be talking about a new injury, and uh, a bit of a shame that, uh, yeah, I mean, I know it's nature of the beast. We in any sport, you do get injuries, but um, yeah, sadly, uh, another one, and another, um, and then a really annoying time for her with a uh, sort of this whole new sort of gimmick with being part of a uh, Judgment Day stable with the heel turn, and now, yeah, sort of the um, the sort of the momentum being derailed, so to speak. So yeah, a bit disappointing this news. Yeah, it's a it's a shame, you know. You don't want anyone to um, get injured, and you know, I just hope that she, you know, Ray Ripley, could, you know, gets back healthy soon, and she takes time to get herself, you know, healed, and you know, takes the time to get herself right. But yeah, I agree. I think that maybe it's because there's more um, matches going on, maybe because COVID's lifted. Maybe it's because you know, um, the nature of the beast. I, I don't know really, but I agree with you. You know, injuries are becoming more prevalent at the moment. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the, the main thing is, is that thankfully, you know, the fans in a way, like with, with, you know, injuries, sometimes it can be that, you know, there isn't a replacement. So people can kind of, um, not get the match they want to see, but at least, you know, in the interim, we've, you know, we've got Carmella, thankfully, who's facing Bianca Belair. I mean, it is a shame that we're not seeing Rail Ripley against, uh, Bianca Belair, but again, it kind of what sometimes can use that to your advantage in a sense of, you know, even though it's not happening now, in a few months' time or whenever it may be, you know, Ray can come back and then say, kind of like, I missed out on money in the bank, but then I can come at another time later in the year and then, uh, you know, come for the title. So, um, yeah, again, I just, as, you know, the rest of us will say, you know, just hope Ray, you know, gets healthy soon and, you know, we get to see her back in the ring, you know, as soon as possible. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And um, final bit of news, um, which we hope is someone returning from injury. Uh, Brian Danielson is scheduled to appear at, uh, well, at Dynamite this week. Um, and I think from every, speak for every wrestling fan in the world uh, where we're just praying that he will be fit for um, uh, for Forbidden Door this weekend. And hopefully we do get the match. We're all craving him versus Zack Zaber Jr. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's just got to... I just so hope that happens. And, you know, there is many years ago, uh, they faced one another in the UK. I've heard about that match. But, yeah, I think, you know, it would be wonderful to for Brian to return and then he face, you know, British native, you know, Zach Sabre Jr. in his his, uh, return match. I think it would be phenomenal, especially at somewhere like Forbidden Door as well, which would kind of be such an amazing event for it to happen on as well where kind of the world will be watching do you know what i mean because it is the first time to yeah you don't but it's kind of the dream match scenario in it for all of the matches so it'd just be fantastic if that did happen so yeah it'll be really exciting if it does 
Um, absolutely, couldn't couldn't agree any more. And we'll just keep our fingers crossed for dynamite uh, this week. Um, Definitely. <laughs> That's uh, yes, yeah, so that's the news brought to you as a in association with the Pro Wrestling World Facebook page, and um, this is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan, and you're listening to Broken but Glorious. Without further ado, we'll get into the Slammiversary review. Um, so um, there was the pre-show. Sadly, I didn't watch the pre-show, so um, I can't go into too much detail of what happened. But um, I do know the results. Um, Rich Swan beat Brian Myers for the, uh, or yeah, for the Impact Digital Media Championship, um, and um, Shark Boy won uh, won the reverse battle reel by last eliminating Johnny Swinger. Um, I guess for the obviously for the reverse battle reel, we know it was all going to be funny. We know there was going to be a lot of kind of nostalgia involved with the with it being the twenty year anniversary for Impact. Um, so I think it was uh, probably the right decision in having Sharp Boy. Maybe they should have p- potentially given it to Johnny Swinger, given he's more of an on t- on screen TV role still, whereas Sharp Boy isn't. Um, and yeah, and obviously Rich Swan, Brian Myers, two guys that I was just grateful to see them actually find a place on the card. Um, and yeah, nice for the Rich Swan. Um, yeah, picked up the win. Um, picked up the win there. So uh, yeah, any thoughts on the pre-show? And did you want? Did you have chance to watch the pre-show at all? Unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to watch the pre-show. Um, I think, like you, I agree that um, with the reverse battle royal is kind of again the whole show was about the history of tna they were kind of an impact you know they were kind of getting in you know that kind of uh historical nostalgia element to it i think that um if it was me as you said you know i think johnny swinger was kind of more of a realistic choice to win but then again i do know that shark boy had a massive impact in terms of no pun intended um <laughs> massive impact in terms of the um sort of evolution not only of TNA and impact uh, on screen but also I know he had a lot of input sort of backstage and stuff so it might have kind of been a bit like a you know a thank you to him in a sense for what he did to you know help propel uh, impact to where it is today um so I kind of you know get what you mean but also sort of think maybe it was kind of a thank you to him as well and um and yeah, you know, Rich Swan being the, you know, digital media champion, you know, it's a great thing for him to be able to, you know, carry on defending that title. And, you know, Brian Myers, um, he's another, I mean, it's interesting to think as well that Brian Myers is one of those guys who he has been around Impact for quite a long time. Like, I mean, obviously when he left, uh, when he left WWE, he was there since kind of, he's been there kind of like about six or seven years, you know, on and off. So again, it's kind of a good thing to see. You know, Rich Swan giving a bit of status to the Impact Digital Media title. You know, so um, so yeah, you know, good good for them and a and a good. I mean, thank we didn't either of us didn't see the show, but I'm sure from what we then saw when the show started, they will have sort of set the tone for what was to come. You know, obviously for the pay per view, what we both watched. Yeah, no, of course, and um, yeah, no, absolutely, and um, yeah, no, the, the um, ri- yeah, good to see with Rich Swan. I mean, it's hard to think when I first got into Impact, um, we're talking late 2020, that he was the champion and did a 
fantastic job as champion as well. So, you know, it was good that they, they found a plan. I think Brian Myers as well, what I will say about him is his work has been so consistent with, um, especially since the release from WWE in 20, in 2020. He's one, uh, again, I mean, there's loads of wrestlers and I'm sure we talk about many of them as the show goes on, uh, that have done really well since that release in 2020. And, um, yeah, I've got a bit of hopes left. I think as well now that him and, um, Mark Cardona are a heel, a heel tag team again. Got hopes for them for the tag team division as well going forward once Cardona's obviously fit again. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's lots of, um, good plans in the, in the, in, in the process for them, for these two guys as the year goes on for sure. Yeah, I agree. And, um, I mean, like you just said, you know, in terms of being a tag team, once, um, you know, Zach Ryder's back from, uh, back from injury, I'm sure that, you know, they'll have some great things going forward in, you know, uh, impact and you know in other promotions as well as we've seen with like you know GCW and you know the NWA and things so so yeah I think it'll be um you know interesting to see what happens and and as you said you know Rich Swan in you know he was the former Impact uh, you know world champion so it's great to see him bring a bit of prestige well add prestige to the digital media championship you know um and help to grow that um status to it so yeah it's a uh, definitely a good time for, you know, getting into uh, Impact and kind of a, um interesting time in the sense of obviously it's 20 years since Impact started and I remember, we'll get into it now, but I remember a lot of this show thankfully kind of gave me a lot of happy, uh, nostalgic vibes. It wasn't one of those shows where I felt sad from the kind of uh, things I was missing in a sense. It was kind of a happy medium, as we said off air, you know, in terms of where yeah. Impact started and where it's become, what it's become, sorry. So, yeah. Absolutely, no, definitely. 100%. Yeah, we will get into um, some of the, um, well, some of the sort of the legends that appeared on the show as we go on. Um, starting with the with the show as well, traditional um, Ultimate X match uh, there. So, we, uh, we're talking Impact uh, sort of history. Yeah, a concept that is Impact Wrestling, the Ultimate X match for the X Division Championship, uh, which we saw um, Ace Austin defend the championship against uh, Mike Bailey, Alex Zane, Andrew Everett, Kenny King, and Trey Miguel. Um, so some, obviously some very good names in there. And, um, yeah, I thought it was a, a really good opening to the show. And from a biased point of view, because I really loved his work when he was, um, at, I mean, he was on, when he was in the UK, um, this man, and, um, just so great to see Mike Bailey win the match. Um, as I say, his work on the UK scene was, was brilliant when he was at my local company, Riptide, who I, I say my local promotion, Riptide in Brighton. Some of his matches were brilliant. So no, really, really delighted to see him, uh, win the title. And, uh, but I will get yeah, a shout out to, I think there were everyone in the match. It was a really good open to the show, I thought. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, you know, we know the X Division, uh, championship kind of has always had in this, established place being the kind of you know all action well total non-stop action in a sense and you know ultimate x kind of heightens that um level of action and yeah all these guys together just worked you know incredibly well um like they said on commentary unfortunately jack evans was due to be in the match but he was injured um or he they as a precaution they pulled him out of the match just because of the situation at um GCW and again as we've kind of an injury situation but I hope that Jack Evans is you know keeping himself well and that he's okay um, but Andrew Everett was a great replacement you know a former TNA Impact tag champion 
Um, and this this match was just great. You know, the creativity was brilliant. Um, you know, the sort of way they not only I mean I mean one of the things with like Ultimate X sometimes is that um the actual use of the Ultimate X itself can be kind of lost a little bit. But you know, in terms of, you know, like the there was a beautiful head scissors, there was the um the double uh knees from Mike Bailey from having his you know uh from sort of swinging on the Ultimate X structure itself. Um there was the great bit where um near the end uh there was Alec I believe it was Alex Zane and uh oh sorry, was it Ace Austin and Mike Bailey at the end who were yeah. fighting one another? Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, and then uh, Andrew Everett came along and then Andrew Everett was taken out and stuff. That was a really great use of the structure and stuff, so I really enjoyed that. And I thought as a as an actual match it was fantastic and you know, again, congratulations to Mike Bailey. You know, he's worked so hard um across the world outside of the US and he thoroughly deserved to win the uh you know, the X Division Championship. I do want to give a shout out though as well as I always do because you know, whenever I'm on, but it's Trey Miguel. I think Trey Miguel is just yeah. fantastic. Um, one of the best sort of high flying juniors out there. And I loved his, um, entrance attire as well, which is kind of the Venom style, um, like jacket and stuff. And his, just his look, like with the, um, contact lenses and stuff. Same way you're like Mike Bailey. I'm kind of Trey Miguel, but I'm yeah. nothing against Mike Bailey. But yeah, I thought, I thought everyone meshed really well. I thought they did a, Great uh, celebration of the X Division, sorry, the Ultimate X and the X Division as a whole as well, what this this show was kind of all about. Um, So, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. And, you know, congratulations once again to uh, to Mike Bailey. No, absolutely. I mean, I think you always feel like almost like a proud parent when someone from your local promotion uh, goes on to do really well in in big promotions sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, no, I was um, really delighted to to see Mike Bailey win. And and I think as well, the X Division... Well, it's been like this, as I say. When I was talking about Impact, I always talk about how consistent the booking has been for, well, forever well, since I started watching it sort of thing from some 2020 how how very good the weekly team and how well they do book their certainly their mid-card division uh, their mid-card divisions we know other companies are very critical of how they book their mid-card division but um, yeah Ultimate X I think very strong and I think there's lots of matches already I'm thinking of who I'd like to see Mike Bailey defend in the upcoming months yeah I agree you know I think that's the other thing as you just pointed out you know the consistency of um of impact has always been its strong point, you know, and, and that's why it's here 20 years later, you know, it's a consistent, um, product, you know, it might not be, um, everyone's taste. And I know a lot of people, uh, are very critical of it in certain regards, but as we said off air, you know, you can always enjoy impact. It's always an enjoy to watch, an enjoyable watch. And yeah, you know, Mike Bale is one of those guys who, you know, he's so talented that he can face, anyone in any situation and deliver a great match. You know, I mean, there's so many people on the roster who it'd be great to see. And a lot of people who on this show were given a spotlight where I would like to see them face a guy like, you know, like Mike Baylor. Um, and again, you know, you've got the Ace Austin element with obviously the, the Bullet Club, but then, you know, not only the people in Ultimate X, but, you know, you've got various other people on the roster who would be great challenges for you know, for Mike Bailey and dream matchups, you may say. So, so yeah, I I agree with you on that uh, on that Nick as well. That um, Impact is definitely consistent 
hence why we're talking about it 20 years since it started. No, absolutely. And, um, yeah, we're moving on to uh, another title, which was up for grabs, was the uh, Impact Knockouts Tag Team ch- uh, Championship, which was up for grabs. Um, the Influence defending, so Madison Rain and Sunil Dashwood defending their championship against Rosemary and Tyre Valkyrie. And, yeah, uh, probably the match that surprised me the most, I think, in terms of a title change. So, yeah, we, um, uh, one of many surprises, I should say, for, in terms of, ma- in terms of outcomes in matches. So, yeah, Rosemary and Tyre Valkyrie, who we know, we know Rosemary's mainly been teaming with Havoc, but this was, this match was put together. Havoc had, did suffer an injury. Um, so yeah, we saw Rosemary and Tyre Valkyrie defeating the influence. So, um, yeah, I mean, a, a solid match. Uh, I believe it was actually the shortest match length of the um, of the whole show, um, which obviously, which, yeah, is what it is. Um, and uh, but yeah, no, a good a good a good match, and um, yeah, I think um, a, a very surprising end. And uh, I think this also certainly sort of um, asked questions of what what will happen going forward, which is all quite interesting. Yeah, I, I was kind of the same. I wasn't expecting um, Rosemary and Taya Valkyrie to actually get the victory. Um, I like it was the shortest match on the show, but it was a it was a fun match, you know. And I thought they again meshed really well together. There were some really interesting little you know spots here and there. And I thought Rosemary, um, the ending with Rosemary kind of coming up and you know kind of right a bit like the Undertaker rising from the dead and you know terrifying. Uh, it was Madison Rain, I believe, you know, and then just Taya Valkyrie, you know taking her out and the win. I thought it was really well done. You know, I thought it was, again, another celebration of Rosemary's uh, um, contributions to impact over the past, you know, 20 years. And it was a great feel-good moment for both of them. You know, because don't forget Taya Valkyrie, you know, longest reigning to date, longest reigning uh, knockouts, women's champion, singles champion uh, in the history of impact so i thought it was really really good you know and a, and a nice feel-good match you know and the both teams worked really well um what will happen from here i you know i don't know whether the influence will get the titles back or whether we'll see you know someone else get come forward for the titles it's all to play for in a sense but um in terms of a you know a feel-good moment and a surprise like you sometimes like on shows like this it was a great surprise and you know the crowd were really into it and everything so yeah I, you know i enjoyed it like everyone else yeah and um I, yeah so I, yeah i couldn't agree more and i think as well gonna be interesting to see how when havoc's back from injury how she kind of uh, pits into it obviously um with uh will she be too impressed that someone that rosemary's got a new a new tag team partner so that'll be interesting how that all sort of comes into play and um and yeah, I, I, again with uh, the influence of how they sort of recover from this. But uh, yeah, I, I know. I think the impact. You could look at the impact tag team division. It's, you're, you're sort of thinking, oh, where's this next? Because already I'm, I'm struggling to think of other opponents. The only other team I can really think of off the top of my head is Tasha Stills and um, Savannah. Savannah yeah. Evans. They're the only other tag team I can really think of um, off the top of my head. So. Um, I mean, there, there is, you know, Chelsea Green, Joanna Peraza, they've started to have a bit of a friendship. So I'm sure they're, they're, yeah, we're in safe hands in terms of that. So, yeah, just it will be sort of pretty interesting to see where they go forward from, from here. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Um, I think, like you, this kind of, you know, a bit of a um, a gap in terms of, you know, female tag teams in a sense. I think that sometimes happens both 
I think that happens sometimes everywhere in terms of um, yeah. you know divisions like a tag team division. Um, but I think there'll be someone who comes along to give them you know a run for their money. Um, but it could be a case of you know this week on Impact the influence come back and revoke their rematch clause and get the title straight back, you know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But um, this match as a whole and kind of a celebration of, you know, Rosemary and, well, well, women's wrestling in Impact slash TNA was a great sort of tag team match to celebrate that. Um, And like I said, I enjoyed it. And, you know, it was a good, fun uh, match and was you know, where it was on the card, it was the shortest match, but it wasn't a throwaway match, if you get what I mean. No, absolutely, completely couldn't agree more. And, um, well, moving on to very different uh, style of match uh, was uh, the Monsters Ball match between Sammy Callahan and Moose. Um, for all the listeners who are a bit, uh, who, are, uh, who don't really know what a Monster Ball match is, um, there. So how it works is well, because apparently this was a little bit different to what the last one, our last one I saw, which was um, between um, PCO and Jonah, but um, back on an Impact tape in a, a, few, a few months ago. But basically, both men locked in a room for is it? I think they were locked in a room for 24 hours in the pitch black. They're not allowed any water or food or anything. They just simply have to wait in a room for 24 hours in the pitch black and then come out and. Well, kill each other, so, yeah. right, to, to put it as bluntly as that. Um, so, yeah, fun concept and a really fun match. I will say is I did love all the little, so the, the little cute touches there with sort of Moose stealing people's food and drink and stuff out of out of the hand. Um, and why wouldn't you? If you, if, you know, say you're playing with the storyline of you have just simply been locked in a room for that long distance, you are going to be needing water or food just to sort of, well, compete. So yeah. um, I thought the little touches there were, were great. Uh, this this has probably had the best few, uh, build up to um, to any match on the card. I thought uh, we know how obviously with Sammy getting injured towards the end of last year. Um, yeah, really really good match, and I'm I'm really happy as say Sammy Callahan did come out victorious. Um, but yeah, this match was brutal at times, and yeah. correct winner, and just all round a, re- a really good match. I thought. Yeah, um, I liked the fact that so so the 24-hour stipulation sort of pre-match thing was brought in originally with Monsters Ball, so I liked how they brought that back in again years ago. That was the first kind of um, the idea of it was when you know they had the first one back at I believe it was they said 2004. I can't remember the original uh, Monsters Ball, but that was the thing was that they were left for 24 hours just to kind of get really intense about the particular opponents and then just you know go at it um so i liked that they brought that back again and that was it was funny as well the little touches like moose when he was coming out couldn't sort of deal with the daylight whereas sammy callahan kind of said you know i'd be quite happy back in there you know <laughs> it was, that, yeah. that made me laugh as well that was great and i liked as well that when i liked and this is something which doesn't happen often now but i liked how when moose started doing his entrance that sammy came and attacked him right off the bat it wasn't a case of that he did his entrance and then sammy came out it was that he didn't even wait for a his entrance and Sammy went straight after Moose during his entrance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, you know, the touch of the food and the water was great um, from Moose and it was just a absolute hardcore um, war. You know, the, the spear into the, um, into yeah. the trash can was a brilliant 
creative bit of uh you know wrestling the chair shots were violent um the use of the barbed wire as well sort of celebrating abyss's contributions to impact as well was awesome um the um the thumbtacks as well then being used was vicious and you know obviously the ending with the pile driver into the thumbtacks and stuff it was it was a really it, it was a violent um you know sort of conclusion to this feud what had been going on for 10 months and everything sort of worked together you know and you had the barbed wire um two by four as well in the trash can as well which um sammy got out as well which was vicious as well leading into the finish um but yeah again uh because i mean we we forget as well i think that like with um impact like kind of they have had a little bit more leeway over the past 20 years in terms of hardcore wrestling in a sense yeah. more so than WWE yeah. in certain aspects and, and this kind of brought back that um, hardcore element or, or reminded people that you know Impact has been able to do things which have been a bit more um, violent than you know WWE which I think people sometimes forget about um, but again I thought it was a great conclusion to the feud I thought both of them you know wrestled a fantastic hardcore match and just both went at it tooth and nail you know and just really um you know just went at it <laughs> it was yeah. just fantastic exactly. i feel like obviously we've seen like recently a lot i'm sort of seeing loads of hard like brute just brutality at the moment obviously only a few weeks ago we had the uh incredible um anarchy in the arena match at uh AEW double or nothing so um neither this yeah Right up there, and um, no, really, as you say, a really, really good end to to, the, to a great feud as well. And uh, yeah, interesting to see where, where both men go forward. And one thing, I think these two are just such a solid wrestlers on the impact. It's almost like they don't they're, they're ones who don't need to uh, be in sort of title matches. They're just such big names that they can be in big enough matches on on, on an impact show. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think you know, um, Sam is just such a great um, talker, and he's just such a great character in himself that he just um you know is able to just put himself in any situation or feud and just goes with it and moose as well is just so great he, he's great in that he can mold himself into that um whatever happens so like when we had the um because of his athleticism he's great as a baby face but then because of his kind of coldness and his size he's great as a heel as well so it'll be great to see where they you know they both go from uh go from here um and i think that this match definitely for the two of them as well was a great um sort of celebration of um their two's journey and impact and their careers as well from two guys who you know have grown through tna and impact to where as you just pointed out they don't need belts they don't need sort of um accolades or anything to get to where they are you know um they're great just as pinnacle of you know tna slash you know impact so so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens oh absolutely and um yeah well but uh, going back into tag team uh, matches so it was the uh the impact world tag team championship on the line uh the briscoe brothers defending against the, the good brothers um and um yeah i had really high hopes for this and uh yeah really good match and uh yeah and we saw another well in my opinion another surprising outcome uh the good brothers retaining the outside oh, winning the belts i should say uh from the briscoes which 
did surprise me in more ways than one because I know there's been a bit of talk about the Good Brothers' contracts. I think they're talk they they're up very soon or if not already. I mean, there's been no talk if they have signed a new deal or what have you. I mean, putting something together, this would certainly lead to a good ex- uh, a, uh, a good speculation that they probably are going to be staying around. Um, and yeah, so yeah, a bit of a surprise, but um, yeah, as I say, a very good match. Um, and yeah, I think Briscoe is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated. Well. I'm putting them underrated. It's probably not even a fair way to describe them, but one of the best tag teams on the uh, on on the country we've seen this year. We've seen them having some great matches that is getting the praise. I mean, the match with over the WrestleMania weekend with FTR got a lot of well praise from all around the industry. So yeah, um, really enjoyable match. But um, yeah, Good Brothers coming out on top. Yeah, um, them boys. Them boys are my uh, no, them my boys from as as many as you'll know, you know. Ring of Honor fan through and through, so it's great to be able to see the Briscoes, um, you know, an impact and around the, you know, other in, yeah, well, other promotions, um, and yeah, this match with the Good Brothers was, you know, sensational. It was just that kind of, you know, hard hitting, uh, adrenaline filled classic, you know, tag team wrestling. You know what they're so great at both of them. You know, we got to see, you know, dive to the outside by the Briscoes. We got to see, you know, like. Um, the uh, Good Brothers just taking down the Briscoes and slowing them down. Um, we got to see a great counter to the um, to the uh, Doomsday device from the Briscoes as well by the Good Brothers. And and yeah, I mean, you know, like um, the the win was a surprise to me for the Good Brothers, but I kind of I kind of get it in a way because obviously, um, you know, again they've been kind of a staple of you know TNA over the past couple of years and. You know, whether, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the contractual status, but they definitely, I mean, I don't know if the Briscoes are going to go to other places or what the kind of, uh, is going to happen, um, with them. But, um, it was definitely a, um, classic kind of hard hitting tag team match, like those matches you hear about from these veterans who talk about, you know, matches from kind of the seventies and stuff. That's what's great about the Briscoes, I think, is that they kind of wrestle a style which is very nostalgic in a sense that they are really, hard hitting and uh you know violent in a sense but then they also are able to mix it up with some great kind of high flying and you know inventive uh spots as well and um you know i i I thoroughly enjoyed it you know and um as we saw as well another legendary tag team my favorite tna slash impact wrestling tag team came out to celebrate with both teams at the end um you know, which I'll let you introduce before I carry on. Um, no, no, absolutely. Oh, you could do it. Was, yeah, no, absolutely, mate. It was, uh, yeah, no, really, really good um, uh, moment. I think, yeah, there was lots of little, as we talked about, there was lots of moments, but this was really good. I mean, that was sort of, look at them, they were the two after the match, sort of them shake, looking down, you thought, oh, they're going to shake hands, but yeah, outcome, yeah, uh, yeah, obviously with James Storm, um, coming out there, it was, it was, it was great. Um, it was, I think as well, uh, coming out with the, with the beers as well. It was a really nice moment and then everyone sharing a beer together. Um, so yeah, I thought uh, him and Chris Harris coming out was just, yeah, it was, <laughs> I'm trying to sort of find it. I, th- I think it was, a, I've done it extremely well. I think sometimes with this, 
you don't want to, um, like I said to you off air, you don't want to overdo um, with with moment after moment of, of um, like, for instance, like Raw, do like just using Raw as an example. They do their anniversary shows. You don't want to have sort of just moment after moment. You want to kind of keep it good, but don't overdo it. But I thought little moments like this were, were, were brilliant. Uh, I, I did think you've got to do nods to 20 years of impact. And, um, yeah, as you say, one of the best, biggest name, well, one of the best tag teams that have stepped foot in the impact ring coming out after I thought was just a, a great touch. Yeah, I... You know, I'm not ashamed to say on air, you know, I kind of uh, welled up a little bit because, you know, like when I was uh, 20 years ago, like TNA 20 years ago, it's ridiculous. Like you can't even kind of, it's like two decades. It's crazy. But, you know, like, you know, for me, America's most wanted, you know, seeing them, you know, on those early TNA shows and like when they were on the wrestling channel and, you know, you'd see like America's most wanted, you know, against like the naturals or, you know, AJ Styles and D-Lil Brown. And, you know, they were just so good like, as a team, like, James Storm and Chris Harris, that it was great. They were kind of the first forerunner of that. This is what TNA is all about. It's about tag team wrestling and that classic style of tag team wrestling where it's all about, you know, the psychology and the, um, you know, forefront of what's going on, you know, and they were the forefront, um, you know, were America's most wanted for a long time um, and forerunners for, Good Brothers and Briscoes and many other teams. Um, so yeah, it, it definitely gave me those warm, fuzzy vibes, you may say, you know, seeing the two of them together. And, you know, it was great to see them sharing a beer together and celebrating, you know, um, the, I guess the, um, actual division in itself, you know, where yeah. it started and where it's become, what it's become, you know, which I think was a great thing in itself, you know, that we're kind of toasting the new era of, you know, um, of impact wrestling after all that time. So yeah, it was a, it was a great moment. And a re- I think as well, um, like AM, I think what's interesting is, is that like America's most wanted haven't really been on air as a unit together for years. So it was a real shock in that they were yeah. there together. It was like, Oh wow. You know, and it did feel exciting and a big moment. It, like you said, it didn't feel overdone. It was very apt and very, um, appropriate. It didn't feel forced. And James Storm's such a great vocalist on the mic that he just is very genuine in when he gives his kind of, uh, you know, speeches and things. So yeah, it was, it was a great moment as for many other fans, I expect, you know, seeing AMW in there in the ring with the, you know, the Good Brothers and the, and the Briscoes. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a fantastic match and segment as a whole, you know, on the whole show. Yeah, no, absolutely, and um, yeah, no, and potentially when well, we know, um, yeah, with the Good Brothers as part of the, uh, I, I think it was, yeah, I, I don't know, maybe it might mean a Good Brothers face turn, uh, or if it was just simply just more part of the show to uh, just do a nod of respect, um, was tween a sort of like, yeah. So. I'm sure we'll find out over the over the coming weeks of of where they'll go going forward with the belts. Yeah, I think it'll. Um you know, it'd be interesting to see how they develop. I mean, you know, like the Good Brothers, obviously, are very much that kind of, you know, the cool bad guy kind of vibe. They're very good at being, you know, the baby faces, but then also the heels. So it'll be interesting to see coming up what will actually come of them. Um, and I hope, you know, I know the Briscoes, uh, I don't know what's happening with their contractual status, but I hope they stay around because, you know, I want more people to see just how great they are in impact. Because um, I've been watching them for years, and you know that, that was only the tip of the iceberg of how great the Briscoes actually are. Um, so yeah, it'll be exciting. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, yeah, up next we had um, the um, uh, yeah, uh, talking of the nostalgia. I think this was the ultimate nostalgia sort of match of the night. The Impact Originals beating Honor No More. So the Honor No More team consists of Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, PCO, and Vincent with Maria Kanellis in the corner. And then the Impact Originals had Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, Frankie Kazarian, and Nick Aldis announced. Nick Aldis was announced before the um, show and I think it was announced uh, at, the, at the Impact taping before uh, so they had them for and then yet yeah, the, before the match started we had um, uh, yeah, Dixie Carter uh, come out which I will say Christy he- Chrissy Hemi was the um, special guest ring announcer for this one and um, Scott Damore was the special guest commentator for this one so everyone getting a sort of a piece in um, yep and then um, with the um, but yes, yeah, so, sorry, Dixie Carter came out uh, and thanked the fans. A very nice little speech um, there, th- thanking everyone, all the talent that has ever worked in the promotion. So, really nice speech. And then announced it was going to be Davy Richards as the fifth member of the um, team. Um, I will be honest, uh, again, as a new fan, I've not really seen Davy Re- Richards wrestle too much. Um, so, I know, I believe he sort of. Or did sort of step away from um, wrestling back in 2017. I think he actually, from reading the notes, he wants to become a doctor. I think so. Yeah, he wanted to. He, he was um, considering becoming a um, a fire um, a fireman slash you know a fire officer as they call it in the US, and then he was going to become a paramedic. Um, okay. Got to pull himself away from wrestling. Yeah, I believe he is qualified actually, but then the thirst for getting back in the ring kind of you know. Starting yeah. him back on his journey to coming back into the wrestling industry. Absolutely. Well, no, fair, fair enough. I've got all respect for people who try and sort of be multi-skilled in what they do. And uh, mm. yeah, no, it was a, it was a say, really good match. And um, yeah, it was actually the Impact Originals that that won this. Now, I'm sort of, I'm in two minds about this. Um, whether I like it, I think I actually did share concerns with yourself before about. On and no more. Now we know how well they were introduced. It was they were built very strong. I love the fact that Eddie Edwards, the one you really, the heart and soul of Impact, turned on them and became their leader. I thought it was going really well. Now I shared the concerns of the Rebellion one where Eddie Edwards's match was on the pre-show, and I think yeah there was a team that entered the tag team sort of challenge, whatever it was, at, at the Rebellion, but they didn't really get anywhere in that. Um, so I had concerns going into this. They've, they've started to be a little bit better on sort of TV, but doing going back to sort of the roots of just causing mayhem. Um, but yeah, so them losing is a slight concern, I think, in terms of how they recover from this. Um, cause I fear they're just going to go down this route of a stable that looks really strong, slowly it goes all wrong and then it all just become, it all sort of gets faded out a bit and it all goes wrong. So, that's my concerns. I mean, but I'm also positives. It was just a nice touch, wasn't it, to him? So doing your 20, 20th anniversary. There was also some good little spots during this as well. I love the fact El Hebner came in and made the count. Um, that was a really nice moment. D'Lo Brown, obviously, I mean, I was assaulted by on a no, norm, uh, on a no more um, a few months ago. So good to see him out. Uh, had a little bit of a wobble on the um, uh, <laughs> on, on the rope, but he he put a thumbs up. It was all good in the end. Yeah. Um, so no, um, yeah. So. I did enjoy that uh, in the end after as well with where everyone sort of um, yeah everyone celebrating uh, Scott the more in there as well that's all fine 
I just think they need to be really careful now how they book one and no more going forward because I, I, I'm just fearing sort of other stables that spring to mind, other promotions like your Nexuses and all sorts uh, of where it just sort of goes wrong, fades out, and yeah, it, 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 yeah, so. yeah. I, I kind of agree with you. I think um, you know the. I do want I do want to say beforehand as well. Um, just just before I get into the particular match, there was a, um, and I thought it was all of the video packages on this particular show and all of the tributes, all the wrestlers gave and all of the um, you know talent gave and things and the video packages did were all really well done. Um, but the one which kind of there was Sting and there was Kurt Angle and you know there's another one later on we'll talk about I expect, but there was one they did specifically for Mike Tanay and um, Don West. On this, before this match, I believe started. Ah, um, uh, yeah, no, sorry, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, um, and it did actually, again, I, I don't know, I, I did become very emotional about it because they were the voice of TNA, you know, they were the complete opposite to that WWE style of announcing. And, I, and when I was kind of a teenager at the time, when TNA was kind of at its, I wouldn't say its peak, but when it was kind of that total alternative, the six sided ring, the, you know, um, those guys, uh, like those staple guys, Jack Jarrett, Sting, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, the like, um, they just had such an energy to them, both Mike Tenay and, uh, and Don West, and it really did feel exciting when they were, you know, they were excited what they were seeing. And I thought it was a really nice touch that they actually did a package for them. You don't often get it for, you know, announced teams, and I thought it was really, really nicely done. Um, and it was lovely to hear that they, um, you know, obviously, Don West currently, and I didn't know, was he's, he's got um, lymphoma and, you know, I wish him, as with, you know, uh, various other people we've spoken about, but I do truly wish him, you know, that he has a speedy recovery and that he's safe. And, you know, just thank you for helping me and many other people enjoy TNA as much as he did, because you can tell he took so much from it when he was watching it, you know, um, and being there in the action with Mike Tanay, who... Is a guy as well who I've got so much respect for in terms of his knowledge and his, um, you know, professionalism in terms of his announcing. He was a total different kind of announcer to, you know, Jim Ross or Tony Schiavone. He had a kind of different style of announcing, which I thought was such a great asset to TNA at the time. Um, and in a way kind of inspired me in my style of podcasting, you may say, in a certain extent. I don't know, kind of, that's a little bit weird, but, you know, like that kind of, having our notes together and, you know, that knowledge and just going deeper than just watching what's going on in the current products, but what happened up to that point, you know. So I thought that was a really nice touch, what they um, they did on this show, um, just to kind of divert from just before we carry on talking about this particular match. I mean, did you enjoy the package as well, Nick? Sorry, just to kind of... Yeah, no, slightly. I couldn't agree more, mate. Absolutely. Um, like and... Um, in fact, we have for many of the other sort of video packages as well that we saw throughout, uh, I will just say. Um, so, like, we saw ones of Sting, Kurt Angle, AJ Styles. Um, really great, or well, really good, happy, and also just grateful that, that it was allowed, obviously, when you work under other promotions. But I think, again, it kind of sort of does a nod that WWE and Impact do have some sort of, well, not proper working relationship, but on good terms to allow yeah. sort of stuff like this to happen. As we saw, we know Mickey James in the Royal Rumble is the obvious one that springs to mind. So, no, um, yeah, I thought all of them were really nice little touches. And I think, yeah, the yeah, packages, you, could, you can never really go wrong. I think they're, they're just 
they're just nice to see on on show on sort of shows like this on anniversary shows. Yeah, um, and I agree as well. Just before we carry on the show, that I think again that was the other thing as well about this show. What I did take away from it was that everything felt very heartfelt. Everyone was very upfront and honest about how much impacted impacted again no <laughs> pun intended again no pun intended at all yeah no, definitely but but their their careers you know like Kurt Angle said the impact was there for him when he needed it Sting it helped him to it was a one shot but then he kept coming back and he became a regular person on the roster and AJ Styles I mean there would be no AJ Styles without TNA and yep. and again I, and it sounds silly but I did get emotional because AJ Styles was one of those guys for years who Literally, his he would you know you say to people you know like the three letters of TNA you know you just think immediately AJ Styles it was him you know he wrestled everybody he wrestled in a tag team tag teams he wrestled in X division matches he wrestled in heavyweight matches he had the incredible unbreakable three way which he mentioned with I remember seeing it for the first time with Samoa Joe and Christopher Daniels that three way which was which is still the greatest three-way match ever. You know, it's just a fantastic match in itself. And, you know, you won't see anything like that again because they were just so great in that one particular setting, you know. So, and like you said, you know, and it was great to hear him say that WWE gave him that chance to be able to thank the wrestling fans of, you know, TNA and Impact because they meant so much to him. So it felt very, it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel kind of, um, you know, like, they were saying thank you because, you know, it wasn't like one of those things where thanks for all you've done, you know, that's, you know, it, it didn't feel like they were just doing it because they had to. It felt like the people who were actually giving tributes genuinely had a reason to give tributes for what it had achieved to the way they are now, you know, so it did feel really good, as with AJ Styles I've just mentioned. And this match in particular, this 10-man tag team match with uh, the Impact Originals and on No More, I really enjoyed this, you know, again, like you have reservations about where do I no more go from here. It's a bit kind of like, you know, they've, I don't want them to become a nexus, but it could be that that's happens. You know, we know that Ring of Honor is kind of maybe coming back again in a different form and whether they'll go back there, you know, it, it's, it's, who knows what's going to happen. But as an actual match and the way it was constructed and, you know, like a multi-man match, because these kind of matches are difficult as well. If You know, like there's a lot of guys there to kind of try and get everything in. You know, I thought it was really well done. I really liked the involvement of, um, you know, Tracy Brooks with Chris, uh, Frankie Kazarian and, um, you know, I liked Earl Hebner being involved as well. Um, and I liked the uh, moment where they all had uh, submission holds on, um, you know, on and no more um, did the Impact Originals. I liked that bit of moment as well. And um, PCO's crazy, you know, like when he did yeah. the uh, swanton under the apron, as I always do, I wince like nobody's business. It's just crazy. But um, I thought this was just a really cleverly constructed and exciting 10-man tag team match. And I also want to say as well, just before we go on to the next match, but... Um, the actual, there was a pre-match uh, sort of interview backstage with the Impact Originals before this match took place earlier in the show, and I thought it was really cleverly done that the uh, the interviewer went over to each of the different guys and asked them what kind of it felt like to be in this particular match and the importance. It felt like a big deal. It didn't feel like it was yeah. just a throwaway sort of ten man, you know, like kind of nostalgic 
match. It felt like it was a real sort of importance there. Um, so yeah, I, I, again, I really enjoyed this and I thought it was really well done. Everyone got a chance to shine. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm pleased that the, uh, I mean, it was kind of, you couldn't not have the Impact Originals winning on Slammiversary of all shows. You know, I think it was kind of, it had to be a given. And, and great to see David Richards back in the ring as well in Impact. You know, obviously the relationship with him and Eddie Edwards is, you know, well known, but also his, um, relationship with, uh, you know, Ring of Honor, because all these guys have wrestled in Ring of Honor previously, ironically. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely in, um, and, and with Dixie, I think that's kind of the thing as well, is Dixie brought the Wolves in originally, so that was kind of a cool little touch as well. Um, so I thought it was a really well done match and segment overall, and um, definitely a great celebration of, you know, TNA's impact history over the past 20 years. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Couldn't couldn't agree more with all of that. And um, yeah, well, and moving on to well, my for me, my match of the night. Um, so we had I've never seen a, a match like this before, but it was a Queen of the Mountain match for the uh, Impact Knockouts World Championship uh, with Nikki James as the special guest special guest enforcer. So we had Tasha Stills defending her belt against Jordan Grace, Chelsea Green, Diana Perazzo, and Mia Yim. Um, so, yeah, so uh, you may need to help me because I think I've got all the rules straight from what I can remember because uh, it was chaos, which I loved. So you need to, one, once you pin your opponent, you're then eligible to climb the ladder and then hook the belt. And that person you've uh, pinned, they then go have to go in the timeout penalty cage for two minutes. Yes, that's correct. And yeah, yeah. so as I say, you, you win the match by tying your belt up. Uh, well, sorry, yeah, by yeah, by strapping the belt up, so you climb the ladder and put the belt almost a, re- a reverse where you would normally win a ladder match. So yeah, um, it was brilliant. It had some great spots. Um, my personal spot was um, the Miriam pushing Chelsea Green, Diana Perazzo from the top of the ladder through the tables. I mean, that was actually like one where you sort of shout, "Yeah!" Oh my god, a bit god. of colourful <laughs> language. A bit of colourful language. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when you're watching it, because yeah, it, from first of all, I thought. Oh my god! If they bash their heads onto the um, the cage as well, because I thought it was almost a bit too far over. But no, a fantastic spot. Thankfully, both women are all right as well. But um, no, I thought this was brilliant. I think credit to all, all five wrestlers because like, this was a real, really fun match. And um, yeah, and again, a bit of a surprise. I didn't. If you gave made me pick before, I would have probably gone for Mia Yim. Or even a retain for Tasha still. So Jordan Grace winning, I think, is good. Um, don't get me wrong. Um, I mean, we've seen, I know recently she signed, did sign a, a new contract of impact. So she's certainly not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, but yeah, she is an absolute star. Um, I, I, I think, yeah, we get, we're going to see her in all many promotions. So I think she'll be one that will probably pick up a belt in if she really wants does go on to have a big crack. I can see her winning world championships in every promotion that she goes to. I think she's one of the best on the planet at the moment in terms of female wrestlers. And yeah, I am um, yeah really yeah re- really excited for her to see where she goes for, from here going forward as well. Yeah, I thought like you, this match was um, fantastic. King of the Mountain obviously is a staple of Slammiversary for. The first, I believe the first six years, if I'm correct, it was the kind of the staple match of Slammiversary was the King of the Mountain match. Um, so, and then it kind of got diminished because there was a lot of criticism for the rules and a lot of other things. 
which I think was a shame because to be fair, it's a unique concept. It's a bit different. It's a bit of fun. And it's a really clever way of, you know, like we obviously had like the reverse battle royal on the pre-show, which is kind of a bit of a silly concept in that, you know, you've got to get yourself into the ring as opposed to getting yourself out. So that's kind of a bit different. <laughs> but like, yeah. but like getting the belt, you're going to be the, the whole point of King of the Mountain or Queen of the Mountain is you've climbed the mountain and have got the belt. So you're the champion in a sense. I like that kind of analogy in the match title itself. I think that's really clever. And the fact that this was the first ever Queen of the Mountain match added to that status as well. Um, and yeah, I thought all five of these women did an absolutely sensational job in this match. I think it was probably, again, like you, my match of the night and possibly my favourite um, King, well, say King, Queen of the Mountain. Well, this match concept probably since the there was one in 2006 which I, I still think is the best one just because of how it ended but up until that point I hadn't seen one since then what I enjoyed as much but like I think what it allowed like you said that particular spot with Diana Perrazzo and Chelsea Green falling off the uh getting pushed off the ladder sorry I thought it was vicious I thought the curb stomp from yeah. uh, Chelsea Green to Tasha Steeles into the um, a ladder was vicious as well, right into the camera. They really went at it. You know, it felt like it was a real legitimate. Um, you know, they wanted, they all wanted to be the champion, and any one of them could have been the champion. The double pin as well onto um, Tasha Steele. Uh, sorry, not Tasha Steele's onto. Um, I can't remember who got the double. You know, when uh, was it Mia Yim who got pinned by both Tasha Steele's and Jordan Grace? I believe if I'm correct. When she yeah yeah. So stuff like that, there was a lot of creativity in the match as well. And Mickey James as well being the special enforcer where she, um, you know, was adhering to her role in the sense yeah. that she was enforcing. I just thought it was a really greatly constructive match. And like you just said with Jordan Grace, you know, she's fantastic. She's got, you know, everything it needs to be a, you know, champion, a, a successful women's champion and lots of great challenges coming up from not just this match, but the, uh, you know, division as a whole. But yeah, I thought this was great. And again, like you, it was my match of the night as well. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, and I think as well, I forgot, I did actually forget to mention about Mickey James. Yeah, I like the fact they're still keeping her. I know Mickey James is currently, is currently injured, but the fact that her and um, Chelsea Green, they're still sort of keeping, uh, not forgetting about well why she's injured and yeah, keeping that sort of storyline going as well, which I thought was a, a nice touch as well. Yeah, definitely. It was a really, um, you know, nice touch. And I think it was just a really well-constructed story, in a sense. They, it, it did, you know, it didn't feel like anyone, anyone could have won at any time. And it didn't feel like, um, like some of these matches sometimes where, um, like you said, the whole point, it took us by surprise, in a sense of that, uh, would have expected Tasha Steeles to have retained, but she didn't. And then, like you, I was expect because she was so prominent in this match, Mia Yim to Mia Yim to get the win, but she didn't. And then Jordan Grace kind of came out of nowhere and got the victory. And you know, it was really well done. And um, you know, I think it was definitely. I would say it's definitely a match. A reason to watch the show is definitely not only all the matches we've spoken about, but particularly yeah. this one because it was just such a great match for women's wrestling as a whole you know a different style of women's match from what we're normally used to but i thought it was fantastic 
Absolutely. And um, leading on to the main event of the night, um, Josh Alexander defending his Impact World Championship against uh, Violent by Design leader Eric Young. And um, yeah, it was about br- the, brut- the brutality of the uh, night continuing. Uh, this was brilliant, I thought. Yeah, it was, you know, it was a very... Um, again, we had the video package beforehand. You know, Eric Young, again, a staple of, you know, TNA slash Impact for nearly 20 years. You know, so it was apt for him to be going after the, um, you know, the championship. And, yeah, th- this was definitely a... Um, I think the interesting thing is, like, vi- violence is an interesting thing in wrestling in that, you know, you have violence like we saw with Sammy Callahan and Moose where it's, like, using, you know, thumbtacks and, you know, like, weapons. But then there's violence in terms of actual kind of hard-hitting, you know, uh, strikes and, uh, you know, like, holds and stuff like that. And these two definitely were hard-hitting in the sense of, you know, there was no kind of, you know, um, sort of punch. There was no holding back in a sense, you know. And we and we got to see, you know, again, it... it we got to see a tribute to everyone who's kind of made an impact in sort of TNA. And the only criticism I would give is that it did at points feel like it was kind of a bit of a um, sort of overkill of, you know, we're going to go and do like the, you know, the best moonsault ever. Then we're going to do like some old jobs, so, sorry, some old jobs, uh, like corner stomp. And then we're going to do like the Olympic slam. And we're going to do, it just kind of felt a bit like, you know, we're going to go through sort of everyone's finishing moves in this match because they've all had an impact on TNA. It just felt a little bit kind of OTT for me. That was the only criticism I would give this match. Um, but I thought it definitely made Josh, Josh Alexander look like a solid foundation of impact wrestling going into 2022. Um, the future of the company. And the finish with the pile driver into the exposed wooden slats of the champ uh, sorry the uh the ring was definitely a great way to end the championship match because again that alluded to the match with uh Eric Young where he did the same thing and uh Bully Ray did that particular um spot I believe in two thousand and thirteen against Sting, but I could be wrong there at Slammiversary, but I could be wrong. Um, when he was Impact Champion. So, you know, it, it was it was definitely an exciting match. It had a lot of heat behind it. I just had criticism for the whole, like, we're all going to do finishing holds and finishing moves because it's, sure. you know, I don't know whether that's just me, but that's what I felt. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'd, weirdly enough, I'd, this was a match where I actually had fairly low expectations. But only in the sense that I just think, um, well, to be fair, he was, when we did the last show, I mean, Eric Young was probably one of the, he was certainly someone not on my list that I thought Alexander would be up against um, um, for, for at Slammiversary. But I think the build to this has not been, I think we've seen some very good builds for world title matches in the past of Impact, certainly over the last year or so. This didn't really have it. There was a good contract signing on, well, this week on Impact, which was good. But they, I think the lack of build to this made the, their, didn't make me too excited. But the match, I think both men were, were great in the sense that they've not had an awful build there, but they kind of sold it to me as the match went on that there is this almost there's this heated rivalry to them and um so it did go past my expectations in that sense i think it's more credit to both wrestlers to be fair as well um and yeah i, I am happy josh alexander was saying i mean I, I just think yeah he's he should have a a, a a good run with the belt i mean he's he's impacts 
golden boy at the moment in my opinion he's he is the face of the company he's doing the best work of his career um so uh, um, yeah really excited to see where he where he does sort of continue to go within his career um eric young as well is another one i've sort of mentioned it briefly earlier about um uh, with, with his work he's done since he left WWE in 2020, his work and impact is taken on this violent by design. It, it's, it's gone from strength to strength, and now I think he's. Yeah, it was great. Great to see he was rewarded almost for his work by having a world title match on a well on the on a biggest on a big pay per view. Uh, albeit it did come out short, but uh, I think um, testament to his his work over the last um, well since his release with WWE. Yeah. I am. Um, I agree completely. You know, as you said, you know, Josh Alexander is all well, they refer to him on commentary. He's you know the Iron Man. You know, he had that fantastic Iron Man match against uh, TJP on uh, on. Uh, I don't know if it's on Impact or on. It's available anyway, I believe, on YouTube. But yeah, he he's because he's that solid foundation wrestler, um, and he's just so relatable in terms of his family, and you know, he's such a he's got everything going for him in terms of he's just perfect in that role you know that it made sense and you know I think Eric Young has contributed so much to um, TNA slash Impact over the past like I said nearly 20 years you know it's, he, he, it was only fair for him to be given this opportunity on this show for um, you know a shot at the title and I think it's great as well for Josh Alexander to get a solid victory over someone like Eric Young to sort of solidify his status as the world champion. You know, again, Eric Young, former Impact World Champion, you know, I believe he won the title at Slammiversary or defended it, um, if I'm not mistaken. So there's a lot of history there as well, which kind of in terms of Impact history and stuff. And, um, you know, the other thing I will say with this match as well, what I did like is that um, Dina and Joe Doring on the outside, the interference was great in the sense of that they didn't sort of do it overkill. There was interference involved. It wasn't like it was, yeah. um, you know, it, it didn't detract from what was happening. It actually added to the excitement, um, which is what you want. Um, so I thought it was a really well done classic world championship match to end a, you know, phenomenal celebration of, I mean, that's what it was in a sense, was it was a phenomenal celebration of, you know, 20 years of impact wrestling. You know, and who would have thought, like, I mean, it's true, but who would have thought 20 years later we'll be talking about Impact Wrestling? I thought before we started recording this, actually, Nick, that, you know, Impact has lasted longer than, you know, Ring of Honor, uh, ECW, WCW, um, you know, the list goes on in terms of how many companies that Impact has, you know, outlasted. And although it gets a lot of criticism from a lot of fans, it always delivers on big shows and, you know, again, this particular shows, uh, sorry, this particular pay-per-view shows that they're able to do that. Um, so yeah, you know, it was a really great celebration of, you know, a great company what's entertained us for 20 years and still is doing so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, overall, a, a really good show. We'll quickly just mention as well, post-match, uh, well, post-show, um, I should say, apparently, um, after match uh, and after show and affair, uh, Dina and Joe Doran do actually attack Alexander and a match has subsequently been announced for Impact Against All Odds, which I believe is in a couple of weeks' time. Um, and it will be Alexander defending the belt against Joe Doring. So I think, yeah, well, it's interesting what they're going to do, whether... Uh, 
uh, with the, he's continuing the feud with uh, Violent by Design. I suspect we'll still get an Alexander retainer at, um, at the, at, um, against all odds. But uh, yeah, interesting that they're they're sort of continuing this a little bit longer. The feud with Violent by Design. Yeah, um, it is interesting. Um, you know, I think it's. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of Joe Doring. I do need to put again. I have to always, you know, sort of give a shout yeah. out. But yeah, Joe <laughs> Doring, great guy. Feel like Trey Miguel, yeah. But I, I'm excited to see how that will pan out. Um, but yeah, it, I, I don't know whether it's kind of you know wise to do that or whether they should have kind of just gone off air and then you know done it another time. Um, I think it sort of might be a case of that they're trying to kind of get rid of all the credible challenges from Violent by Design and then, you know, go on to the next thing. But, yeah. you, do you know what I mean? But then again, maybe go on to something completely different and then come back to it. it. might have been more of a realistic sort of way of going about it. But, um, but yeah, it was, a, you know, it was where it was. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens. No, absolutely. Well, yeah, no, that was our show. And as I say, if you've, if you've got any views on the show, uh, please do get in touch with us at BBG Wrestling. Um, was there anything else you wish to discuss? Um, no, just as I've said earlier on, you know, this was a, a great show. Um, and, you know, thanks to Fight for allowing us to, you know, to watch it and to, you know, review it. And just, you know, congratulations TNA on Impact on, you know, 20 years of, great wrestling you know i mean i know they get a lot of criticism from a lot of people they have done but they're still here and they're still entertaining us and you know i think it was a very um enjoyable pay-per-view which you know i hope that we've kind of done justice to in our review today and just go and enjoy it yeah absolutely and um yeah lots coming up as well on bbg wrestling um we're back with the pod next week uh we've got uh, loads of interviews coming up as well uh really next week we'll be doing um some sort of review about um forbidden door um so yeah though lot, lots kind of form so as i say you can follow us on twitter at bbg wrestling and um from me it's good night and from um from steven as well it is good night as well and we yeah and yeah and we will see you soon yeah, I'll see you soon, everybody. Thank you.